So we started these podcasts with the question of, do I have enough money to retire? And it's a question we hear the most as retirement plan consultants, but is it the right question? Most often the person asking the question wants to know if the money they've saved will be enough income to fund their dreams, their spouse, children, charities. Since every person's dream is different, how do we calculate the variables? This podcast, along with the previous two podcasts, will review the critical points needed to determine how to make and meet realistic financial goals. Hopefully after the uh, next 20 minutes, you'll, be, you'll have a better understanding of what to expect financially in retirement. My name's Jerome Pfeffer. I've been a financial advisor for 26 years with a specialty in retirement plan consulting. My fellow podcaster, Dr. Gautam Vora, a certified financial analyst and with more than 40 years experience. He's also taught graduate level classes of finance and advised institutional portfolios. So we're gonna break down this podcast and key questions, certain ways to try and help everybody get a better understanding. But let's get started on this. So Dr. Vora, we're dealing with variables. We're dealing with issues, yearly expenses that do seem to get in our way. They need to be flexible. So how do we come to the point of, of making sense of those numbers? How do we put all of this together? Well, that is a, what they say, $64,000 question, because all these variables that we discussed in part one and part two interact with one another. And so this yearly income, the easiest way majority of the financial planners consider is take a certain percent of the pre-retirement expense level or income level and build entire financial plan on the basis of that new reduced number. But remember, that number may not be truly reflective of an individual's desires and his plans. Regardless of the age, there are many more things to consider that how this yearly expense is going to be met. And as we saw in the earlier podcast, the yearly expense, whichever way we calculate with the consultation with the client, will have at least two or three components. That is to say the earned income, investment income, and depending on the age, social security benefits. And so, as you can see, immediately we have introduced several variables and they all have intimate relations with one another. Now you will say, okay, that's easily understood, but isn't the social security benefit somehow dependent on the expectations of the life of an individual? 
in which case I will have to say that is absolutely correct because the social security benefit depends on the life expect expectancy and so will the availability of the money to spend year after year from the current pool of assets that an individual client might hold. And so the life expectancy becomes very important factor in figuring out yearly income as well as yearly expense. And now we have got so to make- let me, let me step in there for a yeah. second. So you're saying that longevity risk, somebody's both the uh, amount of time that they actually expect to live and the possibility of living longer could be issues. Yes, that longevity risk is a real risk because research has shown time after time that regardless of the ex life expectancy tables of IRS, individuals underestimate the life expectancy by three years to five years and so on. What is more interesting is that we know by now that on average women in our country live for something like eight or nine more years than men. So whether our client is male or female, head of the household or a family with a spouse where there might be an age difference all those things do matter in terms of planning after retirement because social security benefits are going to be calculated if there is more than one person. And similarly, our expenses and income will be different. And so you are absolutely right that once again, the individual circumstances will dictate how we, that is to say, Jerome and I do the analysis to make sure that longevity risk is managed as best as possible. Does that answer your question a little bit, please? It, it does. Um, so of course, if we're saying that an individual has an estimated number that they need based on one age, they need to somehow modify this going into a longer potential life. Is that he, correct? That is correct. Once again, absolutely correct. Because if the same pool of money needs to be spread over a longer time period, then intuition alone tells us that the yearly withdrawal is going to be lower and the earlier case. So life expectancy becomes very important. And so we do know, along with the life expectancy is the associated questions. And that is the question of legacies to heirs, charity, other beneficiaries, and so on, that what exactly happens to the pool of assets the individual client holds how is it going to be distributed upon death? Every individual has deeply held desire for the disposition of that money. And 
there is no way in good conscience one can ignore those desires. So the legacy questions become very important. Now, once again, I'm sure our listeners will spend the time to go and listen to especially podcast two, part two, because these variables will have a direct impact on income in retirement because the portfolio of assets that our client has that will need to be rebalanced given his preferences such that he gets some income as he goes to the retirement. If the client is lucky enough to have various accounts, then the tax management becomes very important. And at the same time, when he has several different accounts, the withdrawal strategy becomes important. So as we can see, as we are going through these variables and so on, things become more complicated and complicated and more complicated. And here is the additional item that depending on the income level of our client, his social security benefit would be adjusted because of the Medicare premiums of different kinds. So now the question is, is there an easier way to move from all this conceptual discussion to some sort of numerical illustration to point out some of these complicated relationships? Is that what you are looking for, Jerome? I think so. so we're talking about trying to come from a nebulous concept, a dreams scenario. This is my wish list, and I want to achieve X, but my pocketbook only says that I can do Y. And these numbers at least give us something to work with, right? Mm. Yes. And so uh, let's take the scenario of an average person in the country and this average person so for the sake of our listeners let's make sure that we are considering an individual with average amounts of savings that is why we call him an average representative individual so let us say his pre-retirement income is fifty thousand and we will say his uh, earnings rate pre-retirement is 6%, and we will use, for example, something like reduction in the expense between the pre-retirement and retirement of 15%. That is to say, he will end up spending 85% of $50,000, and let's assume the tax rate because taxes are not going to go away. So pre-retirement, he is in the 15%. And on the retirement, let's say he is going to be averaging out to 10%. And here is what the two numbers that are representative of a very large segment of population is that this individual has retirement account assets of about 250,000. 
and he has an IRA of hundred thousand dollars. And now we discuss his age. That is, he is at sixty-two years of age. He will retire at the age of sixty-five, and he will wait until the full retirement age of sixty-seven to start the social security benefits. Now, here is where your most important question comes into the picture right away. According to the IRS's tables, life expectancy at age 62 is additional 23 years. So at 62 plus 23 is 85 years. Now this is the average. It will certainly change if we are going to discuss only male, or only female. This is the average between the two sexes. And as we said earlier, the difference of life expectancy between males and females is something like eight to nine years. And so we have to be very careful when we talk about life expectancy. And we are going to be using this number of 23 years to do our initial calculation. And then as you were saying, we will include the average underestimation of three years or five years to redo the same numbers. And so we will get a pretty good idea that how these numbers change depending on the expected life at the age of 62. So, Let's also, I'm if, sorry. If, if we're dealing with an average scenario, this is pretty correct. If somebody has more assets than this, they would be in a different situation. Correct? Yes, very much so. Right. And so as you were telling me earlier that the balance between three items, yearly expense, yearly income, and the depletion of assets. That particular balance is very important to satisfy as many wishes and desires of the individual client. If we are unable to bring these three items in balance, our client is unlikely to be a happy camper. And so we have to be very careful that we do not, let's say, diminish the importance of any one of this. And so given this representative case, let's bring in the client's desire to leave some money for his children and some money for the charity. So over here, I have taken for heirs $20,000 and for charity $15,000. So $35,000, he will be left with minimally upon his death. So that 20,000 can go to his children, 15 can go to his charity and so on. And at full retirement age, once again, the social security benefit is around $1,700. And once again, that is so because that also is an average number. 
it is not very high it is not <clears throat> the maximum which is around 3400 dollars so we are taking a representative number which is about 1700 dollars and that's good enough the only point i need to raise here is that recognize that the 1700 dollars is before tax amount it is not after tax amount so Jerome, do tell me if this number seem reasonable to you, and then we can go forward and try to finish it up. They do. They seem, you know, perfectly normal for the average person. So we will continue to work with his asset portfolio of 350,000, but let us say this person has visited us earlier than upon retirement. So he visits us at age 62. We do a preliminary analysis to apprise him of what he may be able to do and what he will not be able to do. So we will assume that he saves like crazy in the last three years of his work life. And so given his rate of return, which is sort of conservative, that at the retirement age, he will end up with $500,000, okay? But the whole idea here is that we'll still continue with 350,000 because that is more, as accountants call it, a conservative number to deal with. Because if we increase this number, things will just become a little bit better, but not necessarily terribly different. So we'll just continue with 350,000. And uh, we can also work with the three years income at 416,000. So as you can see, at 62, he has so much money, 350. At 65, he will have 416,000. And if you were to save like crazy, he will have 500,000 when he retires. So right off the bat, we have three numbers to begin with. It all depends on the individual and his propensity to save and his desires to live a retired life as he wants it. So what we can do is that for the first two years of retirement, he does not have the social security benefits. And if we work out all these numbers properly, it will tell us that before tax retirement income he needs is around $47,000. So the question is how does he manage to get $47,000 from his asset pool? And so this money must come from his assets, from his second job during retirement, or his early start security, social security benefits, or borrowing. Now for large number of persons, borrowing in retirement is pretty difficult, but it is still a possibility. And for the remaining years of retirement with social security benefit, our analysis suggests that he will have social security benefit after tax of about $18,000. And that will tell us 
that his retirement income before tax from his four sources must be around $27,000. So as you can see, we are already getting into different scenarios. 